0: Barbecues are passion, and that's just what you'll get Where the Ken Burns is a Where Tales from the Pits
1: Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits, this is Brian And Andrew And today we're at Regal's Barbecue, out on the patio, hidden For this episode of our show, focusing on Beyond the Meat
0: Not Beyond Meat, Beyond the Meat Correct And let, let's introduce our guests today, we've got
2: Tom Weldon,
3: Texas Pickle Company. Jessica Weldon, Texas Pickle Company. And as
0: we've been telling you guys for a while, um, we brought you a lot of stories about people that cook the barbecue, people that make the pits that cook the barbecue, and as we continue to expand and evolve the show, one of the things we really wanted to highlight is all the different parts of the barbecue world, and such a classic traditional thing in the barbecue world, when you went to your meat markets, was you got your meat, you got your raw white onion, your white bread, and you got some pickles. Now, those pickles were usually just whatever was on the grocery store shelf, Um, but as the craft barbecue world has expanded and people started paying more care and attention to every ingredient that they're selling and serving, uh, pickles have become a big thing for barbecue joints. They're no
1: longer an afterthought.
0: They're not. And so Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about how pickles started in your life and now it's become this business for you guys
2: sure so uh we moved to texas in 2013 um, and we always used to get these awesome pickles uh, at farmers markets and everything and they're probably a little bit um, uh, more craft than i think we were able to find the store. So when we moved to Texas, you know, we had kind of dabbled in cooking them ourselves, um, but, you know, ultimately tried to replace them with something we could just buy and there was just nothing there. You know, they're all just full of um, sodium and uh, dyes, you know, everything, everything you get in the store is pretty much dyed green. Um, so Jessica and I just love to cook. Um, we had kind of a basic recipe that we got out of a book that we bought at Lowe's, it's a really funny story. Um, Lowe's, you know, known for their pickle making. Totally. Totally. Their pick- and <laughs> their cookbooks. Yeah, Listen, right? the yeah. cookbook
3: was called you can can. <laughs> you can
2: can. So we had a basic brine, um, made a few jars of pickles, uh, and, you know, I was new to work. Uh, my job here in Houston, and I brought him into work one day, um, and everybody that worked there, and I left him out, and everybody that worked there was emailing all of the other known chefs in the office trying to figure out who made these pickles. And I was like, okay, that's that's. It's pretty cool. Um, it made you know a lot of introductions that way. Um, Jessica, at the time wasn't working, um, and we decided to you know maybe make a run at it. You know, see what we can do. Um, Texas has this awesome uh, cottage industry law, where you're allowed to make certain foods out of your home uh, and sell them in farmers markets. And pickles are one of those items. So we had a farmers market about a mile down the road, um, Imperial Farmers Market, uh, which we still go to from time to time. You know, five years ago we started in 2014. Um, and we were real friendly with uh, the uh, people that were running it and they wanted us to come and, you know, set up. So we did kind of got like a nice little following there. And, yeah. Um, you know, have been doing markets and events ever since and recently got into wholesale. So why, why yeah.
1: pickles and not beets or okra?
2: You
3: know, I, I, I think that it's really funny, Tom's pickling hobby. So kind of started it was surprising for me But I think just the basics, just starting with pickles. I think he just got some amazing jar of pickles one day and then just wanted to kind of replace it. So it was just experimenting. I have to tell you, the kitchen, I mean, it was full of jars of pickles. (laughs) And the pickling process is not fast. I mean, it would be hours and hours. So it's a little tiny hobby and then it got bigger and then it's every weekend and then We've there have was... never heard of this path no. uh, <laughs> right. this totally and boring. a lot of experimenting there was a kind of a tandoor i don't know tandoorans. oh yeah Some indian so, flavored pickle he's gotten he's experimented but that was
0: an interesting kitchen smell experience
2: yes, yeah so... well, the, yeah. like like the year <laughs> after we decided to do it um we wanted to come up with more flavors yeah while jessica was researching like the legal side you know lc and um insurance and all those requirements that you have to get um and we made some really bad pickles that year. Um, yeah, we did, we have did an to make Indian, we first. did an Indian spice pickle, yeah. which was no good. We did a, uh, a, a Jamaican theme one with um, oh, that's right, yeah, <laughs> it, with sugar cane. And I've looked
1: at some. Yeah. I, I looked at kind of the history of pickling, and, and there are regional varieties because they're going to sure. pickle whatever was local oh, yeah. sure. to that region. And yeah. so there, there, there certainly is. Um, I, I know. I was looking. At, I think pickled cauliflower is in one. Oh, one location yeah, there's and, yeah.
0: pickled garlic. I know you've had experience with pickled yeah. green beans in the past. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we've done pickled green beans. Um we get a lot of people that are asking us for pickled okra. Uh which I have tried it from time why to time. I hinted at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the yeah, the other okra that I made it floats and it makes me nervous. So. You know, I
3: do like um like more Mexican, you know, like in those little taco shops um pickled carrots. Those are really good. Yeah, I like pickled carrots. Outside. We were actually talking about
1: that. I like I like the mix of the jalapenos and carrots and mm-hmm. onion together.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah the, the little escabeche mix. I know, uh, yeah. shout out to 2M Smokehouse in San Antonio. They do uh, pickled <laughs> nopales, so pickled cactus is part of their... I, I've
1: tried yeah. that. I've tried to make my own pickled cactus but it's you have to get rid of well you have to get rid of the slime first Mm. and so i'm still working on that (laughs) aspect of it but yeah but i I, but i was turned on to it from Two M because it was it was such an interesting flavor yeah um you know you get the pickle you get the crunch but it's it's not it's not a cucumber yeah
3: Yeah.
0: so after you had your 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 franklin barbecue equivalent of your pickle awakening (laughs) um and then it started down this path how long was it from you know, making that first jar of pickles that the, the co-workers fell in love with to yeah. starting to sell at the farmer's markets.
2: Well, it was uh, about nine, eight or nine months, I guess. Yeah, not that long. We had our, our first event at Awaken Yoga Studio in Sugar Land where Jessica frequented. Yeah. Um, I had frequented. the same
3: experience. I, I don't know how. I must have brought in jar of pickles, mentioned that my husband made pickles, somebody tried and said those are amazing then an instructor asked how much how much do you sell them for yeah so then we chatted and we said why are we not charging let's start a business <laughs> it was really that easy and then after you know his coworkers it just was a no brainer
2: yeah and jessica had yeah. her first event uh at, day, a at a yoga studio at <laughs> the yoga studio and they sold pictures on our website and yeah. i remember calling her cuz it was it, cold because cold during people. lunch yeah.
3: yeah it was great that was our start and then the farmers market yeah. and then it just kind of snowballed from there
2: yeah and yeah. then it um uh It was funny during the event. I remember calling her, and just asking her how's it going. It's going pretty good. How many times do you run out to the car to get more pickles? Twice. (laughs) How's you know? How are they doing individually? Because the the bad pickle thing again. We had one that um, I was I was really excited about um, with a um, a a malt vinegar, which I just love, um, and jalapenos, and we called it like a uh, an English pub style pickle. And I made 12 and Jessica sold one. <laughs> so that was the last that we ever did of that. Malt vinegar is insanely expensive too. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs>
0: cheap. I, I love malt vinegar as well. Put it on french fries, and I'm yeah, happy man. Sure, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, they're very English pub thing. Yeah,
1: not very Texan. No, but, not. But very, I agree, I'll, I, I like malt but vinegar delicious. as well, so there you go. Yeah.
0: So as the business began to grow, what are some of the things that you learned trial and error both from a cooking and a sales standpoint, some things that maybe did work or didn't work or some lessons you learned
2: along the way? Well, um, there's a lot that you have to learn um, in the course of setting up a business for sure. Um, we, Jessica called the, um, I can't remember the office where we got the LLC, but we were looking at different names and stuff, and like, uh, I was like, well, ask me if Texas Pickle Company's available. And she's like, it is. I'm like, how can that possibly be available? <laughs> That's such a, you know, I was like, all right, well, let's do it. So yep. we, we did that. Um, we had to, you know, you have to, for the cottage industry law, you have to take a food handler's course, um which uh i took online uh it's serve safe yeah, yeah it's so funny it's, it's it's 30 questions and like we love cooking shows and my favorite shows is like those restaurant rehab ones mm-hmm. so all the questions are about you know where do you stack your meat where do you stack your vegetables stuff like that you know <laughs> and i got uh, a 30 out of 30 <laughs> <laughs> because all these tv shows that i watch
0: <laughs> so what was the what was the first big commercial account that you guys got involved in as you started growing the business
2: Um so a lot of our friends or a couple of our friends at the farmers markets also had storefronts um oh juice it raw, juice it raw, juice yeah. it raw. <laughs> so this place in sienna plantation asked us um uh if we wanted to do wholesale and you know i i was like i don't know do we We talked about it for a while and um decided that we did um and then he started carrying our pickles and they did pretty well um but
1: going from you, you know one-off type stuff to farmer's market to your first account did you have to invest in more equipment or volume what what was that shift like as you start to get more into this as a business
2: a little bit yeah it's the scale is about the same um you know you you bring you try to bring 45 jars to the market you're not going to sell 45 jars you know maybe you sell last 12 to the to the account um we did that for a little while um the and, storage yeah. element
3: was a little tricky, I have uh, to say. Yeah. So we <laughs> did feel we were outgrowing things. So it went from farmers market, okay. Then we've got a wholesale account or two. Then the coffee shop, Blockhouse Coffee Shop, our friends own it. We're selling in there. So then a couple wholesale accounts, and then that's when you start to think. And then we got a third and a fourth. We were kind of running out of space. Yeah. yeah. So then the convert HB. The yeah, H-E-B, I would say that's the turning point. We entered this Quest for Texas, H-E-B. 2016. Uh, in 2016. That con- I think that was really the turning point for we getting bigger, mm-hmm. finding our co-packer. That was the, for, for I think, both of us, but that was the trickiest thing. You know, yeah. finding a place that you trust, you know, to hand over your recipe. Yeah. That's yeah. For, for me, was really tough to let go a little bit. And we we had I'd read a
1: lot about that two different with people we went the barbecue sauce yeah. was the same kind of thing where even the recipes weren't the same in bulk versus individual yeah. we had, we had read some of the differences or like how they scraped out the cans of ketchup right. for barbecue sauce well, was different
3: that's why it took us so long and we went through one person just didn't work out and yeah. then found somebody else and then Tom went down I mean this place is in the middle of nowhere, but you really have to be there next to them step by step, specifically to exactly. And to
1: your point, be willing to, to move away from the first one. Yes. which That that had to be a big decision to say, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, we wasted a year on that one. But It was was worth it.
3: That's a learning process. It wasn't going to work out, but you have to go through that. So that was, I think where we grew and then that just put us to the next level. So Yeah, yeah.
2: And even, even when, and the turning point there was, um, it got to the point where I was making the pickles on Friday night, and then, can't, and then um, labeling them next morning, and they're still hot. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this isn't, this isn't working anymore." <laughs> this <is> crazy. <laughs> we need to crazy. We need to do something. So, uh, and then you know, that's when we started decided to get into wholesale. Um, uh, and then you know, and, and that like moves to a,
1: to a co-packer with the um, you know, obviously they're doing the nutrition facts. You're moving mm-hmm. from the cottage yeah. industry into a commercial industry. Yep. Um, in, any advice to folks from that, other than like you said, don't be afraid to, to move from your first to your second co-packer. Yeah. But any other advice is making that big leap into professional.
2: It's worth the investment. I do mean, do your research. Yeah, yeah, do your research. <laughs> Talk um, to people. Do your research. We we didn't have yeah. that bad of an experience. You know, it wasn't it was a good experience for sure. I mean, we love our product and it's, you know, 99% yeah. of the ones that I was making, but it's, I, set, I essentially tell people, this is the shelf stable version of the one that I was doing, yeah. because as good as my process was, it wasn't perfect, yeah. you know, but this, yeah. this is, yeah. yeah.
0: And it may even be a more consistent pickle than totally. what you're able to yeah. produce because you're one person trying to keep up with this volume, whereas a co-packer has more resources to be yep. able to try to yeah. control that, yeah. that yeah. quality as well. So yeah, there are. I mean, yes, there are good and bad stories when you go into those, you know, into that large scale process. But in the long run, if you if you make the right decisions and invest, yeah. you know, then then the end product can can be something. Yeah, just as good as what you're able to do in a kitchen
2: yeah, house. A lot of people are scared off by the initial investment. I mean, you know, there are R and D costs that you're going to have to pay yeah, regardless. Um, but it's totally worth it.
1: So so one of the things is you know, starting back in 2013, kind of aligns with this this really big rise of craft barbecue in Texas, where they've moved from commercial pickles into craft pickles, craft sides, even craft bread in some cases, Um, you know, some, some people might call it artisan versus craft even because it's all of, it's all encompassing. Mm -hmm. It's not just the meats. What, what really differentiates a a craft or gourmet pickle from a grocery store pickle?
2: Um, Mainly uh, the pickles that you find in barbecue restaurants are quick pickles. So they're gonna have a little bit more vinegar. Um, They'll be made, you know, Uh, probably that day, if not the day before. Um, What we found is that, you know, the people that make them um, uh, wouldn't mind not making them. Uh, Making pickles uh, requires a lot of space, requires a lot of kitchen space you know these kitchens i mean you see regals how small their spaces yeah. back there i mean imagine them uh filling up a five gallon bucket you know yeah pro- and they do like six different day.
0: pickled items like that the, the yeah. amount of labor and everything and and that's that's one of the things that we've talked a lot with with the barbecue restaurant owners as well is the amount of labor and space and storage and ingredient cost that goes into something that you're ultimately giving away is yep, exactly and it, you're giving it away it is often cost prohibitive for them i mean you're paying somebody whether that's the owner himself doing it or one of of his employees or her employees doing it, you're paying somebody to make those pickles. However mm-hmm. long it takes them to make that batch for that week, or those to however, whatever increments they're making, and in it's it. not shelf stable. It's yeah, they're they're not shelf stable pickles, and so they do have to turn them over exactly. weekly usually. And so that's that's where you guys can possibly come in. And I know you've started to work with some barbecue restaurants over the last few years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We um, uh, most recently we started working with uh, Brett's Backyard out of Rockdale. Um, he serves our habanero. I found that the barbecue guys just love our habanero dill pickles. Um, we've also worked with uh, Tight Barbecue out of Sugarland, uh, Imperial out of Sugarland as well. Um, uh, Papa Charlie's in Cyprus and um, Chef Randy Duncan out of uh, Kati.
0: And so one of the things that that you as you guys grow and expand expand your market, and expand your products, one of the things that we were fortunate to to be able to get a couple of jars of at your your Kingwood Festival, that pickle festival that you attended, uh, I guess couple months or so ago yes a pickle festival pickle festival Pickle <laughs> festival. it was cool yeah that was a lot was of fun crazy.
2: that was madness <laughs> the
0: the, the Smoky and the bandit pickle can we talk a little bit about that pickle? yeah because i love that pickle
2: so back when we were making uh bad pickles for that whole year um one of the ones that i really liked was this chimichurri inspired pickle and it had crushed red pepper um smoked peppercorns and i did a salon I, I wrapped some cilantro in there um but I think the cilantro ended up turning the pickles to mush, so we kind of abandoned it. Um, we introduced a pickled green bean uh, a couple of years later, and we used most of that recipe without the cilantro, um, and people just loved it. And I had a lot of people asking about um, that in a pickle. Um, and we wanted to get away from dill, so for the pickle festival, and then also in order to, you know, create some buzz ahead of time, we were going to be on, uh, we were going to be on the um, air a couple times uh, leading up to it. Um, we started talking about smoking the bandit pickle. Um, and that went over pretty well. You know, I mean, I only made 19 jars. You know, we sold them all. You guys bought two.
1: <laughs> tell, tell the listeners a little bit about what is that? Where does the smoke element yeah. come from? Oh, yeah. so we, so, uh, we, so yeah, we This is a smoke podcast. So we right. have yeah, it yeah, yeah. Good. So
2: uh, I, I'm a huge barbecue fan. I, you know, I've had a, a big green egg for, I think, 12 years now. Um, that's and, okay. Yeah. And I, and I wasn't I sure how that would go over the listeners. But, you know, I wanted a grill, too. So <laughs> um, we uh, so so you I, don't
1: mess with the big green egg fans, by the way.
2: No, they, I've never that pretty much before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, so we smoke um, pe- whole peppercorns with post oak um, for two or three hours. Uh, and We add about half a teaspoon to each uh, jar um, and add the crushed red pepper for a little bit of heat. Um, and it's it's a real nice flavor. Uh, I like that one a lot. Yeah, the, the
1: it, it's familiar yet unique, which yeah. is, yeah. Which is a, always a great combination. No, it,
0: it was such a good pickle. They went really fast in my house, and I've saved the, the jar of brine because I'm convinced I'm gonna find something really cool to do with it. <laughs> May end up just being, I drink it casually every one then because it's so good, but, but the, uh, the other products that you're involved in, and let's talk a little bit about, and I know this is something that, that you guys are working on now, um, there, one of the main ingredients in the pickles that you, that you are serving right now is dill, and that's a very expensive ingredient to is. cook with. or to
2: yeah. cook pickles with. so dill is roughly a third of the cost of uh, each jar of pickles that we do. So we're trying to find um, something that adds the same flavor uh, at a much lower cost, and that's kind of currently what we're experimenting on now. Yeah. Um, the idea is to um, introduce a distributor uh, so that we can service more barbecue restaurants and, and restaurants in general. Um, but to do that, you know, that adding a middleman is going to add, you know, additional costs. So we're trying to cut that cost while adding another. Yeah,
0: and and just just speaking from having eaten your pickles, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've eaten all three: the smoking and Banda and the and the garlic, and the habanero at this point. There are some barbecue joints that are making some very good pickles. Um, we enjoy them, but they're not going to make the pickles that are the quality that you're able to make. It's something that you specialize in. and something that, that you've taken literally years to perfect. And so it, it, if a barbecue joint is out there that's interested in, in partnering up and, and, and showcasing your pickles on their menu, I, I strongly recommend it because they're damn good. Um, Thank you. And, and yes, the Vlasic pickle or the whatever jar of pickle that you've been using for years, I'm sure you're you know cu- what,
1: what's so interesting when we go to a restaurant now and they're serving standard pickles, whatever you want it's to call it, it. It's a shock yeah. where it used to be the other way around because so few places were doing craft pickles, yeah. and um, it, it's interesting because. Yeah, it, right, it, and and it, I know there's that concern really of a so thing.
0: much of that stuff ends up in the trash at a barbecue restaurant, and I, I'm a firm believer that if what they're putting on that tray is good, it's more likely to get eaten. Than, than the classic pickle that they probably have in their jar at home that they eat at their backyard picnic.
1: If well, and the opportunity to upsell jars to go. I yeah. Mean, there, there's a number of barbecue yeah. restaurants that are doing mm-hmm. that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Pickles are popular enough that they're, they're selling and making a profit on the pickles. Yeah, we have a um,
2: relationship with Whiskey Cake and Katie, um, and they were using our pickles on their sandwiches uh, and also mm-hmm. selling them in our retail section yeah. that they have there. And we've had, you know, good experience there.
0: Yeah, I mean, a, a good pickle is great, especially in the world of craft barbecue now, where everything is so rich and so fatty. Yeah. Like a, a good pickle just really mm-hmm. does help break up, it. Yeah. and it helps with. I mean, it honestly does help with digestion of all that rich, fatty meat. I mean, it's it's one of the things that, and we've we've made our own pickles for our pop-ups before. They're not nearly as good as your pickles, but but just just trying to come up with a pickle that that isn't just something that's thrown on a tray no we've that,
1: that, argued with each other oh, and yelled oh at each we, other we, and, we, we've <laughs> gone you know. through
0: so many iterations yeah. of pickle and we've done bread and butter we've done dill we've done yeah. all sorts of different things and and just kind of trying to come up with one that that is that is a compliment to everything on the tray and not just something you're throwing on there because it's tradition to throw a pickle on right. a tray.
1: And consistency yeah i mean that that's always hard to do you know not just for barbecue restaurants but you know if you've got bob on one week and joe on the other week making your pickles um, it, it can vary yeah. quite a bit. And that's where we've had sure. issues as well. Even, even as you mentioned, dill being difficult to source or costly to source, the variety of dill on day one versus day 10 can be oh, different. Yeah. So if, as opposed to getting something that's shelf stable so that it's consistent, you're using that same batch. Yeah. Even though it's a small batch, you're using that same batch yeah. over time.
2: Yeah, and the other thing about dill is uh, the different varieties. I mean, you can get a dill that's ninety percent stem, or a dill that's ten percent stem, uh, and the stem gets tossed. So, I mean, it's like almost seventy percent waste is what we've been they've been telling us uh, yeah. on ours. Seventy
0: so. percent waste on something that that is a third of your cost. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's pretty crazy when you think about it that way. Yeah, and the cost that goes into that. Our first introduction to you was uh, was the Santa Fe charity mm-hmm. benefit that, that we were all a part of. Um, i guess this was about a year and a half ago and and you, you guys were generous to donate uh, all the pickles that were served with the barbecue that day and, and were a really fun part of that day and we had some really great feedback on the pickles and together we were all you know all, part of our team regals another part of that team that was able to raise over eighteen thousand dollars there that day, day, day yeah. yeah brett Bourne was there that day yeah. um, he was one of the people serving that day as well so just kind of one of those all, you know full circle moments and, and full disclosure, you were known as Tom the Pickle Guy for like the first time <laughs> I <never> knew you. <laughs> Not yeah. to be confused with Tom, Tom, Tom Pickle Guy. <laughs> right, right, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. there are a few different Toms going around. So we're like, oh, no, we're talking about Tom the Pickle Guy first. Yeah. Which, which I'm sure you're used to. I am very used to it. we're
2: all used to it. Russell calls me that Brett called me that two weeks ago. That's fine. That might even be our fault. You need to talk to
0: Tom the Pickle Guy. That's funny. So let's talk about what the future holds for Texas Pickle Company? What what are you guys looking towards for the next?
2: Well, we're looking into new products. Um, we you know we're probably going to roll out in the, the Bandit one pending um, some uh, trademark issues with Paramount Studios probably. <laughs>
1: no no Trans-Ams, <laughs> <on the labels. laughs> no transams on the label.
2: No transams on the label. And uh, you know we do a pickled jalapeno as well with the smoked peppercorn. We um, would we'll probably roll those out. Uh, I love uh, we we love those. We eat more of those at home yeah. the pickle. Um we do a mustard too, uh which is another kind of funny story. I grew up uh, in Delaware and my mom would make this mustard and me and my sister would go sell it door to door for four dollars oh, wow. a jar when we were like the whole grain 10 mustard or twelve. Um, uh is a Coleman's based mustard. Oh, okay. It's delicious. Um, yeah, and we eat a ton of that at home. But my mom made it with eggs. So uh, I had to find a substitute for the eggs, um, and she tried. She hired the University of Delaware in the early '80s to try and figure out something that she could do it with, and they couldn't come up with anything. So of course we have the internet now, and uh, it was a, maybe a half a day event where I just googled, you know, what replaces eggs as an emulsifier.
3: We tried a couple of things. We did. Oh God, we, tried we tried chia. We tried we tried <laughs> ground <laughs> chia. That was a disaster. do
2: <laughs> But yeah, we, so we do our own mustard. We might roll that out at one point. One, I was really excited about that because it's such everybody that's ever tried it loves it. I found that Texans don't like mustard. It, it's interesting. Yeah, does the it mustard go really here? It's and fantastic. It, we're working on it because <laughs> mustard, okay. mustard is a you guys great work condiment on it. and. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, even with, you know, even something as simple as fries. Well, what's kind of cool is like
0: one of the things that we've seen and including the place we're sitting at right now that's starting to serve barbecue versions of Cuban sandwiches. Well, you might now be producing two of those main ingredients, (laughs) the pickles and the mustard that go in the Cuban sandwich are Uh key components. That's actually one of Tom's
3: like home. That's my favorite. That was the first thing that he put our pickles on before we really rolled out the pickles. He would make Cuban sandwiches on the panini press yeah. that we had forever. With smoked pork, yeah, that was amazing. With, With my mom's mustard.
0: mustard. <laughs> yeah, Russell's doing a Cuban sandwich on Tuesdays, I believe, <laughs> and uh, Brotherton at uh, is doing a Cuban sandwich as well. Oh, cool. And we make a Cuban sandwich sausage, actually. Yeah. So.
2: Oh, really? With, yeah. with pickles yeah. and mustard in the sausage. Last oh, time nice. we made it,
0: yeah. uh, we made it with the smoking the Bandit brine. Oh, that's cool. Because we put pickle juice in the cool. in the brine. Oh, it, yeah, that's right. I've heard of mustard. Yeah, so, so we, yeah we, we, everything but the bread that goes in a Cuban sandwich goes in that sausage. Um, so very we, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. neat little full circle barbecue pickle moment things. Yeah. So one of the things that yeah we're I'm, we're, I'm
1: kind of excited about this mustard too. Yeah, I know I am yeah. too. Yeah, we're, we're big fans of mustard. Yeah, okay. I gotta make
3: some more. You'll get some.
1: Because, again, yeah. there's there's not a... For me, at least growing up, especially in Texas, where mustard's not a huge popular thing, mm-hmm. all we really ever had was kind of the whole grain or sure. grape coupon okay. or plain yellow mustard. There yeah. was nothing in yeah. between. There was no craft yellow mustard. Yeah. And um, when Andrew made the first batch for, for one of our pop-ups, it, it was so impressed because, like, it, was, it has so much more flavor. It's so much more robust. Deeper and it doesn't flavors. have
0: all the additives and stuff right. that are thrown into commercial mustards, you know, similar to a pickle. Yeah, you know, you're you're getting exactly. up your
3: flavor of the
0: ingredients that right. you're supposed to be
3: getting. Right. Yeah. Which and is and you
1: go to a lot of effort to do something that you can buy cheaply. This circles back to pickles as well, but every little incremental improvement does shine through. Yeah. And sure. and again, kind of going back to the whole barbecue experience and craft barbecue. You know, it's great to have top shelf meats, but you want top shelf sides, and now you want top shelf yeah. condiments. Yeah, the whole tray okay should look good and taste good. Yeah, it absolutely. should be a pleasurable experience yeah. end to end, right? right. And and well, that's what's been great and about. And Texas we're in this
0: barbecue. age of barbecue where there are so many great places, and even people like us that eat so much barbecue, we're always we're constantly looking for. That, what's that one reason why we should go to that place? And mm-hmm. it could be something as simple as, oh, I gotta try that house-made mustard or that really good craft pickle that they're using or, or what have you. And so those little details in a crowded market really help you stand out and help you kind of set yourself apart from the competition.
1: Yeah. So we need to, we need to talk about where to buy the pickles yes, again. Yes, we do. So we need to cover, um, because they are available in retail. Uh-huh. Um, we, yep. we mentioned some of the barbecue restaurants. Um, if you wanna mention those again, that's fine, but also where can you get these retail?
2: Uh, primarily in Houston, we're in all the total wine um, around uh, the greater Houston area. Uh, we are in a couple of the Williams-Sonoma in Houston as well. Um, throughout Texas, we're in Central Market. So we're in... H-E-B Central Market? Yeah. Yeah. So there's 10 Central Markets, and I think we're in probably nine of them. There's yeah. like one in the yeah. Dallas area that we're not...
0: Come so. on, Dallas. Get with it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're,
2: we're in Lovers Lane, Dallas. Yeah. So there's like six of them in Dallas-Fort Worth, nice. and I think we're in five. So. Yeah. Okay,
1: so H-E-B Central Market, probably the most accessible to people across Texas. Get a jar and try them out. Let us know what you think. Yes, yeah, sure. so they, they
2: carry the habanero dill uh, as well as the garlic dill. Perfect. Buy Great. one of each? Yeah. yeah. Buy one of each.
1: Buy one of each. And then, uh, obviously, uh, as we mentioned, uh, Brett's. Um, Brett's and Backyard right in Rockdale there.
0: is another place to, to get yep. Tom's Pickles, Tom and Jessica's Pickles. Um, and also, of course... Be on the lookout for for new updates on as the new products begin to go into development and get rolled out whether that's three months six months a year we'll see you know once once you've perfected the recipes and have them where where you want them we'll be buying more of the smoky pickles
1: okay. in addition to buying them in retail how about online how do they, how do people get contact you social media
2: yeah we don't what do website? we don't do um, mail order yet uh the quart jar is about three pounds so like getting them anywhere is like eleven dollars it's just still trying to figure that out we have some relationship with dps that we're trying to work on um
0: you guys do a ton of events uh, all over texas really a lot in houston but mm-hmm. but you're always almost every weekend it feels like you guys are out doing some some different demonstration or event oh, yeah. or, or farmer's market we're or
3: trying to get them. out there
2: yeah, jessica's hitting up go. central market later today Mommy's
3: Central Market today.
2: we'll be at the uh katie farmer's market at whiskey cake next saturday um and um, where else I think.
0: Social media, where should everyone be oh, following? Media, so you yeah. get all these updates. Where you guys so uh, be.
2: at a Texas pickle on Instagram and Twitter, and then on Facebook, we're Texas pickle company.
0: There you go. So you guys can give them a follow on all the social media platforms. Find out if they're going to be in your area doing you know doing any sort of demonstrations or, or sampling out their pickles. You definitely want to get to that. Total wine in Houston. Uh, several Williams Sonomas in the Houston area all the central markets in the Texas area, except for that one little straggler that's going to get their act together. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, But, yes, the future looks bright for for Texas Pickle Company. We're really happy that you guys are, you know, starting to grow the business, and uh, we look forward to seeing what's coming up.
3: Awesome. Thanks Thanks so much for having us on the show. Thanks for having us.